Hello and welcome back to another episode of Crochet Conversations. This is, I mean, I'm here with Mel. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Ines. Hi, and I'm Ines. So, a little disclaimer before we begin. This episode is going to be a very highly technical episode. So we thought that we'd do something a little bit more interesting, a little bit more technical after the past two more chatty episodes. episodes yeah. yeah. So as you can tell from the title, this episode will be all about yarn. Everything you can ever want to know about yarn, I have it here. I even have my notes in case I forget mm-hmm. something because there's so much to talk about when it comes to yarn. Not just the colour, not just the, the the weightage, not just the, like the jargon. Type, type of yarns. Types mm. of yarn, yeah. So that's all going to be covered in today's episode. Yeah, I can tell that you're really excited to go right into it. <laughs> yeah, because I love yarn and part of what makes me love yarn even more is knowing what it's made of, mm-hmm. how it's made, the difference between two types of yarn. Mm-hmm. And like we like to play this game actually in Spotlight or when we are in like Golden Dragon for example where Mel will pass me a ball of yarn. I'll have to close my eyes. Yeah, and I'll make her try to guess what type of yarn is it what is the make of it and just and, just and, from feeling the the texture of yeah the yarn. so i'll close my eyes she will put a ball of yarn in my hands and then i'll have to guess whether this is like mm, cotton acrylic if it's a blend or she loves to put blends in my hand because it sort of messes my brain up a little yeah, bit I'll, I'll take the most funkiest looking yarn and pass it to yeah, her. Yeah, the kind with like 2% like syntax or something, you know? Uh, let's jump right in. This is going to be a very, very technical episode. I hope you learn something from this episode. Uh, so, okay, so yarn is generally broken down into a few components or a few categories. Do you know what categories they are? No, I have no idea. If you had to give a little, like a guess, if somebody were to ask you what what is the two main types of yarn or like how many main types of yarn are there well you already said there's two main types of yarn uh, that's a trick actually so there's not two, two no, types no there's so. not okay silence means I, I guess you don't know soft yarn and hard or like rough yarn okay oh no. okay that's a good enough oh no your face is telling me a different story that's a well if you really want to go technical then yes actually sometimes that can be how you categorize yarn so they're actually let's see one two three four five there are actually five different categories what? you can get yarn in Isn't that crazy five yeah five. although although i did slip earlier and there are actually two main categories of yarn which is natural fiber yarn and synthetic fiber yarn right i mean so it's like natural versus not natural obviously and then between them it's further broken down into like three other side categories which is Mm -hmm. rayon which is like sort of like an in-between so it's like somewhat natural but somewhat not natural okay then there is a blend like blended yarn and then there's novelty yarn so we are going to break down what that all means. Okay, yeah, because I was going really going to ask you. Yeah, because I know it can be a little bit confusing, yeah. so especially if you walk into a yarn store and you're just looking for yarn. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what does natural like consist of? What, what do you mean by natural yarn? So, natural yarn is something that I really like, and it's something that I like to work almost exclusively with these days, which is all any type of yarn that is derived from a natural source, whether it's animal or plant. Oh, okay. So like things that come from nature. And even within that, it can be broken down even for. But we're not going to go too too deep into detail. We're just going to give sort of like an umbrella overview. Enough for you, if you're going to have a conversation with somebody about yarn, enough for you to sound extremely intelligent. Mm, okay, I'm going to learn something. Okay. So, like I said, there are five different categories. There's natural and synthetic. And then sort of the in-between, which is the rayon, the blender, and the novelty yarn. Okay. So under natural fibers, it's broken down into animal fiber or plant fiber. So in this regard, there is such a thing as vegan yarn. <laughs> right, because there's plants. Yeah, if it like comes from plants, say, plants, say right? cotton, 
okay. versus like silk, which comes from worms, mm. mm-hmm. or like um, wool that comes from sheep. Yeah, generally. I never thought really thought about it that way. Like if I say I'm vegan, it also boils down to the yeah, things the that clothes, I use. Yeah, correct. Right? So a lot of vegans don't like they choose not to wear, especially those really strict ones. They choose not to wear leather shoes, or buy leather goods, right. or have things that are. A, a byproduct or a derivative of an animal. Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so this all constitute natural fibres. So obviously the one that I like to use the most is plant because although this has not been tested, I feel like in general, if I'm going to do something in a fibre, a natural plant-based fibre is not going to irritate anybody. Ah, uh, okay. It's not going to have any sort of um, like if someone is more sensitive to certain yeah, type of... Yeah, or if there is like a moral or religious right. inclination. Okay, so you kind of cover all the grounds. Yeah, like cotton, it's like natural from the earth, mm-hmm. but very expensive. Yeah, probably that's why, because it's natural, right? Yeah, and you being our finance can totally attest to that, that cotton yeah. yarn is extremely expensive. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can go more into like why cotton is so... Like, so much more expensive than, than the other types of Yeah, that's uh, a good yarn. idea. Yeah. Okay, so under natural fibres, like I said, there's animal and plant. And under animal, there's obviously two kinds. A more premium one, which is silk. Um, sometimes you can find, like, um, it's also labelled as mulberry yarn. But that's because the silkworms eat the leaves of the mulberry trees. Mm. So it's just how they choose to list it. But usually silk or mulberry yarn, it's sort of the same thing. Um, it's very expensive, but it's very strong. The yarn itself is very strong. And it's sold in very, very small weights mm-hmm. for a very, very, very high price. Because okay. obviously you're buying like silk, right? Yeah. And then the other animal type is wool that you can get from most commonly sheep. So most common wool yarns is from sheep. Or you can get a softer one, which is like alpaca or llama. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those before. Yeah, like, yeah. Or like, um, so like, for example, if you see a label that says merino wool, it's just the way they process it. Ah, okay. But it's all from the, like, the sheep. Um, you actually, you can get wool from any kind of, you can get it from bison, you can get it from, you can even get it from cat. Anything that sheds really? some sort of fur, you can spin them into yarn. Right, okay. So actually, I had a friend uh, a long time ago who had two white cats. Um, and then there was an art student who wanted to take her white ca- white fur off her cat. So she had to collect, you know, when she grooms her cat, she would collect the white fur, put it in a plastic bag, and then send it off to this girl. And she spun yarn out of it. No way. Yeah, that's it's a little bit gross to think about it, but it's possible. I see, okay. Yeah. yeah or like, it can come from dogs if that's what you really want to. <laughs> that's like real sustainable living. Yeah, really. Okay, so that's the two two main categories under animal. And under plant, there's a lot more options. So you have my favourite, cotton. Mm-hmm. You have linen. You can even have bamboo. Right. Hemp. What's hemp? Hemp is a byproduct of the plant that is used to make uh, weed. Ah, okay. Yeah. It produces a very coarse sort of strand of yarn so usually you can find hemp ropes usually they're made into mm. ropes so all those like heavy twisted brown okay, okay. ugly ropes that you see those are hemp right I mean uh, that's probably why I don't see it see that often because we don't really use that type of yeah, material correct but it, you can get that mm-hmm. and then there's also soy made from soy proteins mm. so these are natural based uh, natural fibre yarns so then now you have the other hand, which is the completely manufactured, and those are synthetic fibres. And these synthetic fibres can come in the form of like acrylic or polyester. And obviously because they're made in a factory, and they can be produced anytime, mm-hmm. nature notwithstanding, mm-hmm. you can produce huge quantities, and they're extremely cheap. Right, right. And we see this everywhere, especially the acrylic ones. Yep, and yeah. currently, Spotlight is having a mega, mega sale on their acrylic yarns. Because acrylic yarn is just that cheap. It can be churned out in a factory just out of nothing, basically. And interestingly, do you know what acrylic yarn is made out of? Plastic? Yeah, you're right, actually. It's um, plastic or some sort of polyfiber, oil, and gas. Hmm. And it's actually melted into like a gel or liquid-like state and ex- ex- extruded like pasta oh. in smaller <laughs> diameters until... And it, 
they right. pull it until it gets light and airy and fluffy and then they wind it right many many strands of that into one big thing and that's how you get acrylic yarn huh okay so earlier last year before covid hit i had the the ability to go to this uh conference in germany called domotex so it's basically this huge trade conference more or less mm-hmm. and there's this whole section like two big halls of nothing but yarn like yarn machines how how machines make yarn out of like little plastic pellets there was okay. even this booth that sort of sold yarn made out of old recycled plastic PET bottles so oh. they melted the bottles down and they made it into yarn right and they just yeah, re- they recycle it and they recycle it yes yeah. so it's like this company has won some sort of green award and all mm. that the only thing is that these companies are selling to big 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 companies like you know the MQ yeah, is like yeah. $10,000 or £10,000 or whatever so I was just there to sort of observe and watch and see how the machines work and yeah. what kind of things you can do and a lot of these I mean specifically for this conference that I was at they were selling yarn to like carpet makers and stuff yeah of course where they need like really really huge quantities of, of uh, yarn right yeah that's right so that is synthetic fibre and then so actually, for synthetic fiber, that's all there. There, that's all there really is. It's mm-hmm. it's not as diverse as natural yarn, but you you do get a uh, in between every now and then, which is, I think we are more and more familiar with this word, which is rayon. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like rayon fabric, like to sew and make into dresses because they're so soft, and rayon actually sort of resembles, or it's a cheaper version, of silk. Ah, okay. That's why it 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 feels so soft and, yeah. and it has it similar title it sort of mimics silk right. so actually what rayon is it's processed cellulose okay so like it's taken from like wood pulp or like seaweed or like bamboo it's and, and sort of extruded into thread so it's sort of processed the same way as synthetic yarn mm-hmm. but the source of it is natural ah okay i see what you mean yeah so it not it you can't just take like a cotton plant you know pluck out the fluffy cloud like bits <laughs> okay spin it and get cotton yarn yeah and you have to actually have to put like say bamboo pulp or wood pulp through a tedious process first first right and before you can start to process it similarly to synthetic yarn okay okay so actually rayon is a little bit more expensive also because of the whole processing method yeah because yeah. it's so tedious and it's so fuel heavy right it's so like step heavy process mm. heavy not not as straightforward basically yeah it's totally not straightforward at all and so rayon yarn that you can buy are very expensive and usually it's not 100% rayon yeah because it, it's kind of impossible to get 100% right you you could but I think it would be very very expensive almost at the same level as silk so yeah then then for this manufacturers you might as well not yeah. process which it. is so funny because rayon is supposed to be a cheaper version <laughs> of silk yeah, because it's a mixture, right? Yeah, I guess it, because it's so in like labor intensive, it's easier to sell it in bulk and get a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. That's why like um, fabric companies that make fabrics and weave fabrics can get it for cheaper. Mm-hmm. So we've covered natural, synthetic, and now the in between, which is rayon, and then now we have sort of two subcategories that is born out of the top three that we've mentioned, and that's blended yarn. Blended yarn is usually a mix between one natural and one synthetic. And it's usually one of each. You will never find like two natural fibres mixed together. Oh, okay. And obviously you can't get two synthetic fibres mixed together. So the reason we do that is because synthetic fibres are cheap to make and natural fibres have the strength. Right, okay. So if you want to make like a handbag out of something, you usually use a natural fibre. Like, like most of the time it's either cotton uh, or hemp mm-hmm. you never do it acrylic because you know if you pull on acrylic hard enough it will actually sort of tear in your hands oh. because yeah because it's actually just strands of polymer wound together okay so in terms of strength it's just not durable it's not it, and it's so weak or well for lack of a better word so weak the fibers are, have no strength such that if you say yarn over pull through and you get caught you catch a fibre, you can actually just continue working and the fibre would just snap. Right. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So have you ever experienced when you're crocheting and you get caught and you tug on it and you hear a little snap sound? That's actually some of the fibres, acrylic fibres especially, tearing apart. Right, okay, okay. So the more you tear these fibres in your work, the less, uh, the less strength you have in yeah. your project overall. 
So, and then you have the final category, and that is novelty yarn. Mm-hmm. And novelty yarn is not really about fibres. It's just yarn that has been blended weirdly. So, you get funny, funny things that are not actually yarn, but you can work with them like yarn. For example, t-shirt yarn. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's basically like a cotton or polyester blend sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, actually, that falls under blended yarn. But it's, it's so strange that it's a category of its own. Yeah. So t-shirt yarn is basically jersey, or sometimes it's labelled as jersey yarn. Oh, okay. I thought it was like cotton, like t-shirt material. That... It is t-shirt material. So t-shirt cotton, it's actually jersey material, which oh, is okay. which is cotton. Right. And then you can have leather or suede ropes that's cut really thin, so you can work with them like yarn. Mm-hmm. You can crochet with raffia. Mm-hmm. Um, something very popular and trending now is paper yarn. Paper yarn. Yeah. So I've seen people do like. Um, sun hats with paper yarn. With paper yarn, yeah. How does that work? Wouldn't it just tear? Um, if you get the thicker paper yarn, you know those kind of yarn that you can buy at IKEA that you wrap presents with. Uh huh. Okay. You can use those. Th- those are considered as paper yarn. It's just that you can't get them wet, because <laughs> they oh. would just disintegrate. Yeah. Exactly. That. Okay. Okay. Right. But I mean, it's a, that's why it's novelty because it's yeah. not some. It's not practical. It's not something you would really use, but it's fun to play around with. Okay. You can also crochet with um, plastic bags. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I've seen those, yeah. Actually, that's something that I've been wanting to try, is to, like, cut up strips of plastic bags, iron it down, and make one long sort of rope, yarn, whatever, and crochet with it. <laughs> um, you can get other kinds of yarn, with, like, glow-in-the-dark yarn, which is basically a thick polymer. They look like spaghetti noodles. Glow-in-the-dark yarn. Yeah, they're super, super cool. Obviously, you could only really use them for, like, bags or stuff, because they're quite thick. They're probably like a size 5 or a 6 have, or 7. I have to see those. Yeah, and we they... try So it. it's sort of labelled as jelly yarn. Ah, okay. Because they look a bit jelly. You know what they remind me of? You know Twizzlers? The snack mm-hmm, candy? Mm-hmm. They they look like Twizzlers. Right, okay. They feel like Twizzlers. I can visualise that in my yeah. head now. Yeah. So that's also a kind of like glow-in-the-dark um, sort of novelty yarn. You can get, for example, like straight-up rope... Mm-hmm. You can get chenille, which is like pipe cleaners, uh, so they're like fuzzy. Mm-hmm. You can get zigzag or spiral yarn, or you can even crochet with wire, or, uh, like a flat or ribbon yarn, like right. flat yarn. I mean, basically, novelty yarns are all just like like funny, 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 stuff. like random, really weird, like strings that I can yeah, actually basically just... so like strings into things. There you go. So actually, this is my love for crochet. I love working with funny, funny things like that. Yeah. You know, I've even tried crocheting with like tissue paper once in the past, but yeah. obviously I couldn't find a way to make them all stay together. Yeah. But th- I think they would look quite cool. Yeah. But I think uh, I remember when you tried using novelty yarn uh, a couple of times, it's actually quite a difficult it material is. to work with. Especially right? if you're working with something called slab yarn. What's so that? S L U B yarn. Mm-hmm. It's yarn that is. It varies in diameter throughout. Oh, so there can yeah. be a section that is thick and fluffy and another section that's wound really, really thin, tight. Yeah. Yes, correct. At first I thought when you we first bought that, yes. I thought there was something wrong with the material. Yeah, I, I was remember. Like, I was but like, why actually, did they no, sell something not. wrong? Yeah, but I really, really, really hate those kind of yarn right. because it's so difficult to work with. You can't just... You can't just take a hook and sort of measure what your yarn-to-hook ratio is. You've mm-hmm. really got to just experiment. Yeah. So, I really hate that. So, so now that we know the different kinds of yarn, there are different properties of yarn as well. Mm-hmm. So, this this category, the properties of yarn, will help you decide what yarn to choose for your projects. Say, okay. if you want to make like a t-shirt, <laughs> t-shirt yarn, if you want to make like a shirt or a cardigan or a blouse, what kind of yarn do you choose? Like, what are the best type of uh, materials that I should use for yes, and this what particular... Are the, like, what are the different properties that help you decide which yarn is better? Right, okay. So, there are actually, like, seven categories. So, it's... Seven categories. It's abs- absorbency, which is the ability for your yarn to hold water. Okay. So, you want, if you're going to wear, like... If you're going to crochet yourself, say, a tank top that you know you're going to work, work out or do mm. yoga in, you want it to have a high absorbency mm-hmm. so that it can absorb water off you and then evaporate, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to know what yarn has a good absorbency level. And then you can use that. You're obviously not going to use, like, silk, which is not breathable. Yeah, yeah, okay. I understand. Okay, and then next one, 
breathability, which is the next category. And it's basically breathability is how much air passes through the fibres. So like silk, for example. No, so like we have a silk mask, right? Because yeah, it's, correct. It's COVID, so we have to wear a mask. The silk mask is difficult to breathe in because it, it's, it's so tightly woven that you don't have space for the air flow. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to breathe. And that would be the exact same if you were to crochet something with it. Yeah, right. The plus side is that it's light and airy. So it's just how you choose to weigh your pros and cons. Yeah. And then you have diability, which is how well the fiber accepts and holds color. Mm-hmm. So this would be if you are an independent yarn dyer and you want to try dyeing your yarn, what kind of yarn would absorb dye better than another kind? Okay. So diability would only make sense to people who are looking to dye yarn? Like, yep. like or if how you crochet a piece of, say, if I crochet a piece like a top and I want to dye it or high dye a crochet top after that, mm-hmm. we want to do it in a yarn that sort of can absorb the colour nicely and have the end result be really bright, vivid colours. Right, okay. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really down to the real basics of yarn, almost as if it's out of the factory. Yeah, okay. So as a random, a regular... Not random, but a regular knitter or crocheter. This is not something we, we, we would think about mm-hmm. unless we are like an independent yarn dyer. Mm-hmm. Okay, then there's this other property of yarn called handle, which is more like how soft it is. Basically, the tactile side of yarn. How soft it is to touch, how squishy. When people talk about how squishy yarn is, that's, <laughs> that's the handle of yarn. Okay. Then there's also loft, which is the amount of air between the fibres. So it's different from breathability where it's how much air can pass through. So you can have a tight weave but have air pass through freely versus the individual fibres in the the weave itself. Oh, okay. So it just goes down to before I even... Yes, correct. Uh, ...start crocheting it or start making, turning it into a, a, a project. Yeah, so right, what we're trying to discuss now is the actual properties of if you were to cut a piece of yarn and hold it up to the light, mm. these are the things that you can see. Right, okay. It also helps you identify what kind of yarn it is because if you were to just buy a pack of yarn with no label, no nothing, or if you lose the label, how are you going to tell what yarn that is? Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have um, the next cat- next property of yarn is resiliency or mm-hmm. basically just how elastic it is. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. So if I want to crochet a bag, I want it to have zero elasticity. Yeah. <laughs> right? You don't want it stretching in your, yeah. with your yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah, as compared to making uh, something that I want to wear. Yep, correct. Mm. And then the last one is how thick the yarn is. Basically, that's quite straightforward. The diameter of the yarn fibres. It yep. also helps you in deciding what kind of project. Usually, the thicker it is, the more straightforward it is. There are more wefts and more weaves mm-hmm. and more strands. Mm-hmm. So, so that's it. So for somebody like uh, who is starting a project, uh, you know, what would you say is like the main like three points that you should look up for in... When picking out yarn? Mm, I think first you have to decide how much yarn you need. And because how much yarn you need will also determine the weight of your project. Okay. So if I'm going to do, say, like a cardigan, for example, I'm going to decide first how much I need. If I need 400 grams, 400 grams in cotton versus 400 grams in acrylic is two very different things. Mm-hmm. Every 100 gram of cotton is half the size you get in 100 grams of acrylic because cotton is much heavier, mm. it being a natural fiber, right. and synthetic is sort of light and airy. You're going to get double the amount of yarn with 100 grams of acrylic as opposed to cotton. Right, okay. So if you want to crochet yourself a bag, for example, you don't want to be lugging around a very heavy bag. You want to decide what you, how what material is heavy or not. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to decide is your hook, what size hook you want to use, and that would be determined by how thick the yarn is. Okay, so thickness of yarn is one that I need to yeah. So if for. I'm crocheting, say, a small clutch, I don't want to use a really thick yarn that would allow me basically no space on the inside and no stretch when I finally finish my project. Right, okay. So there is there are ways that you can sort of blind test yarn to see if you're just given a ball of yarn from a friend and there's no label, no nothing. There is actually a way that you can test that will give you a clue whether it's a natural fibre or a synthetic fibre. Oh. Do you know what that way is? No. You light it on fire. No way, really? It sounds like a fire hazard but that's actually the way you do it. Okay. So you take, say, you cut off a small piece. Obviously, please, please, like, this is uh, a disclaimer. If you're going to try this at home, please be very careful and only do it over a sink. Right. 
okay? So you want to cut a small piece of yarn, maybe like 30 centimeters long, mm-hmm. uh, and do it over the sink. So if anything catches fire, your whole ball of yarn is not going to burst up in flames. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you can just drop it into the sink and turn on the tap immediately, right, yeah, okay? okay? So this is like yeah. viewer Safety discretion. Safety first, please. Safety first, yes. Okay, so you cut a small piece... 20 to 30 centimeters and you light one end and how it burns would give you a clue whether it's a natural or a synthetic fiber. Okay, if I would guess the natural fiber would burn a lot faster. The natural fiber would burn a lot slower. Damn it! Because it should... So, okay, so the natural fiber should... should take a little bit longer to catch on fire Okay. and it should burn like a candle wick. Ah, oh, oh, okay. And after you blow it out, you want to let it cool and you want to run the soot on the the burnt end of the yarn in between your hands. If it's sort of powdery and sooty, then you know that's a natural fibre, most likely. On the other hand... Mm-hmm. When I burn the, the acrylic one or the not na- the non-natural one... Yeah, it should have a really plastic, like a burnt plastic smell. Of course, yeah. And it should sort of curl and ball up. So when you let it cool and you pinch the end of that fibre in your hands, you, it should feel like little balls of plastic sort of gelled yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, if you just think about it, how you how plastic burn, yeah. burns, you know, uh, that it would make sense uh, because it's the same properties, right? Yes, correct. And so, on the other hand, uh, cotton or some natural fibre will burn and smell like burnt hair. If you've ever smelled burnt hair, <laughs> you know that it's got a very distinct smell. And so a natural fibre will sort of burn that way. Okay. If it does a little bit of both, you're likely dealing with a blended yarn. Okay, is there any other way to kind of guess um, without having to burn, well, burn it? Well, you can just do a quick evaluation by looking at it. If the yarn Feeling fibres, it, right? yeah, If yeah. the yarn fibres twist together and hold its shape and it's sort of fuzzy, it's most probably a synthetic yarn. Yeah. Otherwise, it's wool. So that's where the burn test comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay? If it's a natural fibre like cotton or plant-based natural fibre, the yarn has no elasticity to it, so it doesn't wrap around each other. Okay. So if I just gently twist it in my hands, all the fibres will come apart into individual strands. Mm. Which is why cotton yarn is so difficult to work with as a beginner. Yeah, I... I... I struggle a lot with cotton yarn initially when I, when I tried starting out. Yeah, yeah, because of that reason, right? Cause yeah, it, because it, of that it, reason. It breaks apart, sort of splits apart in yeah, your hands and it was really like, easily. Yeah, pretty frustrating at the beginning. Yeah, so that's how you tell whether a yarn is natural or synthetic. In fact, this is, I think, the most fun part to me. You get to play with fire. <laughs> so again, viewer discretion, please, or listener's discretion, please do it safely. Don't try and do it in your room. Uh, do it over a sink or where you have or in the shower or whatever or where there's a huge source of water that you can immediately douse it out because synthetic yarn will burn very quickly right. and if it if if synth- burning synthetic yarn falls in your hand it's going to burn you really badly yeah so preferably don't try this at <laughs> home I would say yeah preferably only buy yarn with labels and in fact you should keep the labels have a file system or take yeah. a photo of it and remember what yarn because that also affects how you're going to wash it later on yeah yeah that, that's one question that that i'm waiting to ask like how how do i take care of my project after i'm done with it well mel you can stay tuned for another episode <laughs> coming soon okay which we will cover this though in another episode how to care for your crochet items i think that's a question that we get a lot also yeah, yeah. and in fact if you buy a crochet item from our store from our from our web page I like to put a little care card with a, a little the card that says this fibre is what and how you should wash it and how you should dry it because you can't wash and dry everything. Mm, yes. Now that we've determined the types of fibres and the properties of the fibre, let's talk about how the fibres twist together. This is very simple. It's just the way the fibres twist. There, there are two ways. The S-twist or the Z-twist. 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 Z or Z, okay? So the S-twist is just basically twisting it clockwise. And the Z-twist is anti-clockwise. Oh, okay. It's quite straightforward. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit too straightforward. There is no right or wrong way. This is just how the manufacturers have programmed their twist in the Uh factory. And why is this important? It's important in the sense that as a crocheter, I hate using yarn with S-twist because it goes against the movements of my yarn over and mm. I, I find that the more I work with it, especially because I have quite tight tension, mm-hmm. it causes the yarn to sort of bunch up in the ball. 
Okay, as you're working with it. As I'm working with it. And also, as twist goes against my yarn over action, so it, it unravels the yarn as I'm working with it. Is this something that they put on the yarn label? Like This say? is not something that if you as a crochet or knitter will ever need to know. I'm basically bombarding you with extra information. Right. But it's just interesting to know. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I've never heard of this before. Before the yarn you, you get in the ball, they're actually... So if you break it down, they're mm-hmm. like, say... 3 ply or 4 ply or 8 ply, right? Yeah. Each individual ply can be done in an S twist or a Z twist. Okay, so basically, right, I take the yarn and I look at it and I should be able to tell whether yes, it's correct. A S or a Z. Yes, correct. And so, if you twist the yarn in an S twist, the individual yarn, and you take 4 different S twist plies and twist them in the Z twist, you get an extremely strong piece of yarn. Right. Recently, we we got this uh, y- y- ball of yarn. Yeah. Uh, and we realized that the yarn was actually uh, I caught. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there yeah, was, yeah. It wasn't like. Uh, you also okay. So that usually happens only with cotton when the cotton is very very thin, and they want to sell you a thicker cotton. They will basically make it into a cord, a really tiny small cord, and then put that in a ball. Yeah, it wasn't obvious at all. Like, I didn't even realise until you are like, hey. Until we looked at it. Yeah, yeah, we really, like, zoom in and looked at it. This is really, really geeky stuff, but I really enjoy looking at my yarn fibres and the way it twists and all that. It's really fascinating to me. I guess because it's part of my work, I want to know what I'm working with. Mm-hmm. So these are things I take note of. Okay. Okay, so now, maybe we can move on to something more interesting and more fun, and that is the types of dyes what? you can use for yarn. This is basically the most fun part of yarn. Okay, how you why. colour it. So it's basically what makes yarn so wonderful. When you walk into a store and you see a wall or rainbow, this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, it applies to me too. Rainbows. <laughs> okay, so we have a few different types, like six different types of yarn, like yarn colours you can get. Uh, or types of colouring, not really colours but colouring. So obviously you can get a solid ball, a solid color ball of yarn. So okay. they dye the whole ball that one, one same color. color, and it should be a consistent color, right? Yes. Yeah, there's okay. no like change. It's not from light to dark or anything. So that's yeah. a solid ball, solid color ball of yarn. Next, you can get heathered or tweed, which is basically having one solid color with flecks of another color in it. Flecks of another color, yeah. but it's so, the same. It's just the same. Material. Right? It's the same material, yes. Or it could be a different material, it's up to the company. Okay. But basically, you get one basic, so like grey, but flecks of maybe black, like specks of it. Mm, okay. So that's like heather. Right. Or we call it tweet sometimes. Okay, so that's yeah, one. tweet is familiar to me. Yep. So if you know what tweet looks like, then that's what it is. It's like one solid colour with tiny, tiny, tiny specks. So for, at a glance from afar, it looks like one solid colour. Right. But up close, there's some texture, visual texture to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you can get ombre yarn. Which is a light to dark and which like is light different to dark, yeah. shades. Okay. Or one shade fading to another shade. And so this is really interesting because if you were to do up a scarf in ombre yarn, you get one side light and one side dark of the same colour. Which I think ombre yarn was like a trend maybe like two, three years ago, I think. Was it? Like I think everybody so. was e- using ombre. I, oh, I saw it everywhere. But... Personally, I don't really like ombre yarn. I just why is it because you're not like you don't you don't really know how it would turn out. Not not really. I just find it boring to crochet with one <laughs> color. The the act of changing color is what's exciting for me and okay. like fun. If otherwise, it just feels very very monotonous. Yeah, or like mixing colors, right? Mixing like, colors. I, yeah, I do see you using like two different color uh, yarns and putting them together. Oh, and actually, so that's the next category. It's called malt yarns. Oh. M-A-R-L-E-D That's the process That's the act of taking Two different strands of yarn Of two different colours And twisting them Into one One yarn See I know my stuff Yeah So so we can We can either buy Malt yarn Or we can Make our own Which is just basically Whole one strand of yarn From two different coloured balls And put them together I never knew they sewed it together Like yeah. two different So together. recently You know that scarf I bought The one that's like Variegated pink but it's not actually variegated if I were to split the yarn up there's actually one pink one ah, white okay I oh I, I mean I usually see you use two different balls of yarn so I thought that was like a thing okay yep so you can do you can put together two different balls of yarn purely from a colour point of view or for like to increase the thickness the diameter of the yarn yeah so that's marled yarn m-a-r-l-e-d it's not common to find this but 
I mean, you if you can make your own, it, it doesn't need to be that common. Yeah, okay. I think it's quite... You can just take two solid colours. Yeah, and put them together, right? Yeah. And then you get the self-striping yarn. Self-striping yarn. So self-striping yarn is yarn that has different colours blocked out in different sections. So as you're working with it, the yarn would just change colour by itself. It's not the same as heather because it's not even throughout. And it's not mild yarn where it's like also even throughout. It's different sections of the yarn has different colours. Okay, so it's like... 5cm blue and then the next 5cm of the yarn um, is like it's red. It's more like one huge section. So if I'm going to do a scarf, it's probably like 20 rows of one colour and then the colour changes into another 20 rows of another colour, for example. And then it just changes colour. And it just changes and changes and changes. So mm. you can get a different colourway in every ball of yarn. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. So you can get different shapes of blue or you can get opposing or complementary colours. Is it similar to those kind of uh, cakes? Cake yarn yes, 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 it I, is. That we see all the time. Yep, yep, that's right. So if you buy a cake yarn and you see like there are different rings of colors, those are self striping yarn. Right, okay, okay. Or color changing yarn. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you can get the last one, which is my favorite, which is variegated yarn, or also sometimes known as multicolored yarn. My favorite as well. So variegated yarn is specifically when there are many different colors spread out throughout the yarn. Very similar to heather or tweed, although heather and tweed is more even, variegated yarn is not even at all. Not even at all? At all. So you can have a variety of colours just like blotched onto the yarn everywhere. Yeah, I think because the design always comes out so consistently messy. Wonderful. Messy. (laughs) How do I explain this? Like, Like random. Yeah, like random. So it appears to be like a specific design. It's really my favourite kind of yarn because it's so it's so random but it's so wonderfully random that you don't really know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So if, as, as someone that crochets, when I'm working with variegated yarn, I just, I don't even know how it's going to turn up in my hands. Yeah. I know, you always work with it and you will stop halfway and, and just... Yeah, and just yeah. marvel at how the colour just like changes. So... Variegated yarn is sometimes a mix of all the different categories that we talked about and it's just a mishmash, a combination of two or three options. Like I said, there are like sort of six six types of dyes you can get. Solid, heathered, ombre, multicolor or variegated, self-striping yarn or color-changing yarn, and mild yarn. Mm -hmm. So variegated is usually a combination of two or three of these techniques of colouring. Yeah, put together. Put together, yeah, which makes it so interesting, which is why I love variegated yarn. And in fact, I think a lot of our customers like variegated yarn too. Yeah. And that is one of the things we get asked most of the time. Yeah, it always sells out first. Yeah, and do you, or like the unicorn, the, the lavendery colour ones, people yeah. really like that one. Yeah. Somehow, it always turns out really, really well after you you know, put them together. Yeah, it and it hides all the crochet flaws, I think. Does it? I think it does. Because you're so focused on the colour. If you have like a loose stitch here and there, I don't think anybody's going to notice. Okay, so now that we've covered that, let's talk about size and weight. So yarn is sold in a few standard weights, usually either 20, sometimes, very rarely. Um, 25 grams, 50 grams, 100 grams, 200 grams, and more specifically a one pound bond but that's very specific to Yanspirations. they have a one pound acrylic ball okay so you just buy that one ball and it's one pound of yarn and yarn is sold in weight because there's no way you're going to be able to count the length of yarn you're going like to get one meter like two meters and yeah because like they go and you know there's this like metric system and whatnot and the u.s has their own way of counting mm-hmm. and so like yarn can be sold in meters or yards, and it's usually right. never the same. Okay. And so the, the the amount of yardage you get on the packet, on the label, it's really just an estimate. Yeah, I, but I think that sometimes it's confusing, like for me, somebody who is not that familiar, because yeah. like you mentioned, depending on the properties of the yarn, if it's like cotton, it might be heavier. Yeah, you so know. you could look at, you can do a project in acrylic in 100 gram, a 100 gram ball and go, oh, I just need two. Yeah. But if you were to do that, if you were to buy two hundred gram balls in cotton, no way you're gonna finish your project. Like you can only do it halfway. Yeah, exactly. Because it's half the amount, and the same goes for say, if you get um silk yarn, for example, you use a lot less because the silk is so thin, so they give you a lot of yards, and then so you end up spending a lot of money for and buy a lot of yarn when actually you don't need so much. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's one thing. So yarn is sold in weight, but 
yarn weight is not how much it's sold in. I'll give you a moment to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you want to repeat that again? So, okay, yarn is sold in weights, right? So you can get yes, 100 correct. grams, 200 grams. Yeah. Yeah. But when you hear someone refer to yarn weight, they're not talking about the amount or quantity of yarn you get. Okay, then what are you talking so about? So yarn weight very specifically refers to the diameter of yarn you get. Why, diameter, like how thick yeah, the how yarn. Yeah, how thick. Why they can't just say thickness of yarn yeah. beats me. This is just industry jargon. And yeah, that's totally not confusing at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yarn weight, there are different kinds of yarn weight. There's like seven. And the thing is <laughs> oh that nobody agrees between the different categories. There is not one universal standard, but I have managed to find um, a category or sort of like a, a crochet weight cheat sheet that gives sort of a more accurate idea. Okay, so there are seven different kinds uh, and they are numbered between one to seven. So obviously one and two and three are smaller diameters, a smaller thickness, and six, seven is like the thickest one. Okay, so to clarify, you're talking about the diameter of the yes, yarn now. Yes, the yarn weight just refers to, so if I were to cut a one cm piece of every yarn, obviously thicker yarn would be heavier, right? Yes, correct. So that's what yarn weight refers to, how thick the yarn is. Okay, got it. Okay, so when I say, what's this yarn weight? 100 grams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the sure way to confuse anybody. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. So, so the smallest yarn weight you can get is yarn weight number one, which is usually a lace. So that's a really, really thin yarn that you use maybe like a one under two mm crochet hook. And usually this is made, this is this yarn is used to make like lace for clothing. So it's really thin, really small. And then yarn weight number two is fingering or super fine usually this is used for knitting if you want to knit like socks or whatever then you want to use like fingering super fine or sometimes they call it sock weight sock weight. Yeah, so yes you have okay. such a look of confusion on your face now no i'm just trying to understand like how they come up with this kind of i don't and... know i've done i've tried to do some research into who came up with this category of yeah. weight, weighing or, or or separating how thick yarn is but okay anyway let's get to that later yeah so yarn weight number three is more common which is fine weight spot weight baby weight or dk and all these things mean the ref same thing yeah refer to the same thing okay i feel like i i've heard these terms before like dk or spot yeah sometimes people think dk and spot could be a number four like DK could be a like number four, which is like Aaron or Worsted Weight, but let's not jump ahead of ourselves. So the yarn that Crooked Crochet carries, our House of Yarn brand, is a, a size three um, yarn weight. Okay. So, so that's sort of like a spot weight. I don't know where they get the word spot weight from. Oh, but anyway. So, so you hear them say like three spot They weight. will tell you this is a size three or category three yarn. Oh, okay. So then you know that, oh, okay, it's probably, it's a certain thickness. Because sometimes when you're watching a video or something, you can't really tell, especially when the camera is zoomed in really close. Uh -huh. You can't really tell how thick the yarn is. And if you want to follow a pattern that someone has done, you want to know exactly how thick their yarn is. I have a question. Why mm -hmm. don't they just say, you know, there's seven different types of thickness and this is number three. Pusta. They do. It's just that sometimes they want to know the names of it. And I don't know who gave the names. <laughs> Okay. So, the majority of the time, people will say this is a size 3 or size 4 or category 3 or category 4. But there are people around the world who will say, oh, this is a DK or worsted weight yarn. And yeah, that instead of giving you people. like a number. Yes, correct. And that's just really down to the maker and how they choose to perpetuate the, 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 the terminology and the jargon of it. Yeah, maybe it sounds cooler. Like, and I'm in using fact, sport yarn. None of this category refers to yarn imply. But if you walk into Spotlight now, you see like, 12 ply, oh, yeah. 8 ply, 4 ply, and baby yarn. means like a totally different thing, right? If I put this and I weigh it according to this chart, like a 12 ply would probably be like a 4 category size, okay. 4 worsted weight. Okay, right, yeah, because the how many ply put together is the thickness of the yarn. Oh yes, my goodness. Yes, but not oh. everybody's 4 ply is the same thickness. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Okay, let's go on. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, number three. So number four, like I mentioned, is a medium weight yarn, sometimes known as worsted weight yarn, sometimes known as Aran weight yarn. Yeah, okay. Okay, and then this, um, the corresponding crochet hook would probably be like a three to a four mm. Hmm, I like that. Or five. That <laughs> or, thickness. Or five mm. Worsted. Yarn. Worsted weight or Aran weight. And if you walk into spotlight, a worsted weight would probably, like I said, be either a. 12mm 
uh, 12 mm. 12, 12 ply. ply ball of yarn. Okay, so this is like in, like, usually this is what you see. Yeah, usually this is what I see. Okay, then you have size 5, which is bulky. Okay. Which is sort of, you know, the cardigan that you're working on, it's sort of thicker. Yeah. And you're using like a 5mm, a 4 to 5mm crochet hook. Yeah. That's category, category 5 bulky yarn. You have a category 6, which is super bulky. You know, the further up you get, they just stop bothering to give it names. <laughs> it's just like bulky, super bulky. And size number seven is jumbo. Yeah, I mean, just call it what it is, you know. Yeah, so like size two, three, and four is the most confusing because you get super fine, you get fingering, you get baby, you get medium, you get errand, but worsted. At the, at the same time, these are the more common types of Yes, you can't weightage. search crochet tutorial on YouTube without coming across one of this stupid jargon. Okay, so I mean, at least I have an idea. Idea, yeah. So what I like to do if I'm going to do, like, show people what I'm doing, I like to give them the actual label. or take a picture of the actual label and send it to them. So if they're mm. looking for something similar, that's where they can go find it. Rather than telling you, go find an Aaron or Worsted Weight yarn. Because Aaron or Worsted Weight is a Category 4, but some people classify it as a Category 3. So yeah, they, will, exactly. they will call a much thinner yarn Aaron Weight or Worsted Weight. Okay, but all this information is found on the yarn label. Yes, on the on the yarn label. Okay. And in fact, these yarn labels don't even put these words. These words are from just the general community of makers and manufacturers themselves. And I, I think this is a term that I... Don't quote me on this. I don't know if I'm correct. But I think that these terms came from the US. Mm-hmm. So I'm not... Because none of them ever mentioned like a four-ply or eight-ply. Yeah, like you don't really hear that on, yeah. on like daily yeah, Which is funny because some of the brands like Four Seasons, The Marvel or Lion, they're from the US. Yeah. So I don't know where that comes into Maybe play. Maybe it's more of a marketing thing. Maybe, I'm quite sure it is. Uh, to confuse people so you, if you're not sure, just buy all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's worse than having more yarn? Having no yarn. <laughs> okay. That should be on a poster. <laughs> the thing is that nobody agrees with it. And yeah. that's the confusing part about Yarn weight. Mm-hmm. I think so far that's like that's the most confusing thing for me so far what I've heard. So let me tell you another thing that's even more confusing is the different kind of names that you call your ball of yarn. We've been calling it balls of yarn, right? Yeah, because they are balls of yarn. Yeah, but they're not all actually balls of yarn. So there are like different kinds of different ways you can purchase your yarn in. Okay, so let's start with the basic one, a ball of yarn. A ball of yarn, actually, is literally yarn that you've t- taken from somewhere that has not, it's not attached to any core or anything, and you just wind it in your hands until it's one freaking huge ball. That's all it is. Ball of yarn, right. The yarn that we see in Spotlight that is nicely sort of wrapped up, mm-hmm. it's actually called a bullet skein. Bullet? Yeah. How do you spell that? Bullet? Like a gun, B-U-L-L-E-T. Oh, oh okay. Because it's shaped like a like oval and long like see a bullet how yarn. Like. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um so let me go through the different categories. There's a hank of yarn, which is basically yarn that is wound up in one big circle over and over again. And this is the yarn that you get straight from the factory. Mm-hmm. It's not been twisted or anything, it's just been folded onto itself into a big ring and tied on one end. Okay. Okay, then you get the folded hank, which is they take that and they fold it in half, they stick a label on it and sell it to you. Okay. You take it home, it tangles, and you cry and give oh, it up. they actually sell folded hank. Yeah, they yarns. do sell folded oh, hanks. Okay. So you know the, the yarn that you were talking about earlier that we bought that's actually i caught. Yeah. That's a folded hank. Because it's not twisted in any way, it's just one big ball folded against itself, tied up on two ends, folded in half, and wrapped in a label. Right, okay, okay. Okay, and then you get a twisted hank, or sometimes known as a skine, which is the common one. So if you come to our website and you see our yarn, it's sort of twisted in this like braided, pretty braided looking thing that's called a twisted hank or a skine. Skine, okay, yeah. Okay, and then you get other types that it's sort of cylindrical. It looks like a bullet skine, but the yarn doesn't wrap on the sides. Okay. And that's called a pool skein. 
It doesn't wrap on a side, but it, is it like on a cone or something? No, it's not on a cone. It's sort of like a free ball. It's just that the yarn... So, okay, Um, I think Spotlight has something there. It's called like the Jumbo, like 200 gram Super Saver yarn. Yeah. The It's not like a bullet sky where the yarn sort of wraps okay, around okay. the side as well, around the hole. I think I know which one you're talking about. It just yeah. wraps around itself, round yep, and yep, round yep. and round and round. So it looks like a cylindrical thing. Mm, yeah, like a really long... Like long, a slightly yeah. longer thing. It's like double the length of like a bullet sky. Yeah. Okay, then we've covered bullet skein, we've covered ball. So what happens when I wind up my ball onto my yarn winder, I get a cake. Yeah, that's uh, one of the most common ones that we yeah, see as correct. well. Yeah, correct. That is the most common ones. So a cake is... Uh, it, people turn it into a cake because it's easier to have a centre pull. So the yarn doesn't fly around when you're working yeah, with it. Yeah, or get tangled. Or get tangled. Yeah. easier to use. Yeah. And then you get the other kind, which is what cotton is usually sold in. It's called the donut ball. Donut ball? So it's like a flat little ball with a hole in the centre and the yarn sort of twists around it okay, diagonally. Does it work the same way as like a cake? Um, where the centre part comes out? You can pull the centre, but because it's not secured down, it and it has it doesn't have the pressure of all the yarn sort of pressing on the outside of the cake mm-hmm. in the cylindrical form. If you do pull from the centre, it will tangle from time to time. Oh, okay. And usually it's loose. Right. So like brands like Abbey Road Yarn love to sell their their yarn in like donut balls. Okay. And I think it's cute because it's like cake and donuts and all. <laughs> Getting a bit hungry now. <laughs> and then there's another kind that usually lace weight yarn or fingering weight yarn will come in this and it's called the hardcore ball. So basically the center of your yarn has got a little like toilet paper roll, like a small shot kitchen cone. towel roll, cones, not cone like it's just basically like cardboard. Okay. Similar to your toilet paper roll. It's inside and they wind the yarn around it. Around it. it. Uh-huh. I don't know why they do that. I think it's to fatten up the ball to make you look like you're getting a lot because most of the time, it's either 50 grams or 25 grams. Yeah, but the centre is empty. If the centre is empty, yes. And I, I mean, I get it. I get why they do it with really fine weight yarn so that the, the yarn doesn't tangle on itself mm. on the inside. Mm-hmm. But still, it's really cheap. <laughs> And then there's another kind that is called a cone. Basically, it looks like a cone. You just unravel. There's a little plastic thing in the center. It's shaped like an ice cream cone with the top. Yeah, tip like how cut our off. Uh, sewing threads are. Yeah, yeah, wound yeah. That's up. right. Yep. So that's all the different ways that you can get your balls of yarn in. Why? Like, is it just like a manufacturing? It's d- yeah, thing, it's down or? to the manufacturing and how they choose to present the yarn to you. Mm-hmm. Usually, you would never find. Actually, uh, I want to take that back. I wanted to say you will usually never find cakes, but nowadays you can find cakes more and more common, like the colored, color changing one that you mentioned. Yeah. But previously, like maybe say five, six years ago, cakes aren't e- aren't, are not easy to find. Usually, you have to wind them yourself to get a cake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I think we've covered. Wow, that was very intensive, right? Yeah, it's so. How do you feel? Do you feel I mean, more a... enlightened when it comes to yarn? Uh, definitely. I think I have a better idea in knowing what I need to look out for before I want to start a project. Yeah. So I think this podcast will be split up in two different parts. So this one talking all about yarn and the second part talking about where to buy yarn. Mm. Okay, that's another yeah, that thing we get asked a lot. So before we end, I just want to touch on a few things like what to take note of when it comes to yarn in general. So something people something that people don't think about often is dye lots. Dye lots. Dye lot numbers. So you get the batch number but the dye lot number also. And what a dye lot number is basically the lot of yarn that has a specific dye colour to it. Okay. Because and... yarn is dyed by hand. Even if it's in a machine, it's somebody physically pouring a packet of dye pigments into water and washing it with the yarn. Okay. So depending on who does it, there's always there's always human error. And so if I get a mustard colour yarn from this dye lot versus another dye lot, the colour could be just a little bit richer or a little bit lighter. There's no guarantee that you get the same colour each and every time. Oh, I get what you mean. So it's like different variations of the yes, same correct. mustard colour. So if you're going to say make a sweater or a dress that you know you want in that same one colour throughout, you're going to make sure you want to buy yarn in that same dye lot colour so that there's no difference in the yellow on your sleeve versus the yellow on the cuff. Do all labels tell you the dye lot? Yes, I mean... all labels. Every single label will tell you the dye lot. Okay, and if it doesn't have? Um, Very rarely you you will not have. Okay. Unless you're buying it directly from a factory and they are just giving out 
just se- selling you one dialogue itself, then it's up to you to label it. Okay, I understand. But usually that's only if you're buying like, gallons and gallons worth of yarn. Hmm, okay. Um, the next thing to take note of is that yarn for mill and packs are just as good as regular yarn. What do you mean by mill and packs? Mill and packs. So mill ends, like uh, a yarn factory has got a mill, a yarn mill, mm-hmm. and mill ends are bags of yarn that has like maybe four or five or six hundred grams just thrown in. And these are usually like factory rejects or factory leftovers or... Oh, so they actually sell this... Uh, they do so if you walk into Spotlight now and you see the bag called Fashion Plus bag it's like a big plastic bag with a red, a red label they sell you 400 grams of a mystery yarn do they Usually, tell you that these are milk and yarn? they don't but knowing how the yarn factory works they sell these packs of yarn so as not to generate lots of waste mm. because this is yarn sometimes um, sometimes these factory rejects come from working the wrong fibres in um, sometimes it comes from the wrong colour, the wrong dialogue colour. Sometimes it's like the leftovers or the the experimental yarn that these factories have a lot of sort of like waste yarn. But they're perfectly good yarn that you can work with. You so can they, still use it, yeah. Yeah, so they pack it into larger packs and sell it for cheap. Right, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so million packs are perfectly good to use. The only difference is you got to do the burn test yourself because you, you don't know what... They don't tell you. Yeah, they right. don't tell you what fibres it is. It's just a quick, easy, cheap way for them to offload spare yarn on you okay so buy them because they're super cheap yeah and do the burn no don't do the burn test <laughs> do, do something the burn else test only yeah. over the sink. <laughs> okay and then another thing to take note of is that knots in yarn is very common and it's a way to keep the cost of yarn down if you think about it it's actually quite miraculous that you can in this day and age get a long continuous thread that spans for like 400 yards Right, so if you get a knot in your thread, it's just the factory's way of saving costs. Because if your yarn breaks on the production line, it's such a waste to have to throw that ball away. Yeah. And if they do that, then the cost of the yarn that you buy is gonna go up, 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 up. Yeah, and, and for the end consumer, it's not that great either. Yeah, and there are so many ways that you can work around knots in your ball of yarn. You could just cut that off and attach it on like a new color. Then oh. it's just down to your skill and how well you are. You how good you are at doing that. Okay. But in to a way, have knots in your yarn is very common and it's something that you should embrace because it keeps the cost of your yarn down. Hmm. hmm. Okay, I, I guess it can be pretty annoying, you know, to have yeah. the knot there. But... And sometimes some um, dishonest retailers would pack. So, okay, so this is a true story. There was once I bought a million pack and it's one big ball of 400 grams and I thought, wow, I got one big ball of this one last colour and when I brought it home and I pulled out the inside it's actually a bunch of cut up yarn that they stuffed into the middle to make the weight no way. of That's 400 horrible. grams yeah that was horrible I was really angry they didn't even bother to tie it up for you <laughs> no they didn't to, and oh. it wasn't long strands of yarn it was like a metre long that's it but like 30 or 1 metre long put strands it stuffed into a ball oh, okay, and stuffed horrible. into the middle. That's just horrible. Yeah. So that's also the downside with million packs is that you don't yeah. know what you're going to get. Yeah. But it's a risk. If you're going to get them for cheap, there's always a risk mm-hmm. that you're going to get stupid, dishonest people like that. Yeah. It's very rare though that you come across something like that. Yeah, but it's more often than not to have knots in yarn. Yeah, it's very common to have knots in yarn. Um, also, one more thing, the last thing to take note of is that different dyes have got different acidity to it. So I guess this sort of plays back to the yarn weight, yarn size slash yarn thickness. Okay. Because like different colours, there are some colours that have a higher acidity rate. Like for example, yellow or red. Okay. So yellow, for some reason, yellow yarn eats into the fibre a lot more. And red yarn does the same. A red dye does the same. Okay. So you can get two sort of um, balls of yarn from the same factory. And one is like red, uh, one is like maybe it's like purple and one is yellow, for example. Even though they're the exact same from the exact same brand and exact same category, the yellow one will always feel a little bit thinner. Thinner, okay. Because the yarn eats, the colour eats into the yarn a little bit. And that's what you mean by acidity? Yes, correct. Okay. And sometimes a yarn feels stiffer to work with because like red, for example, has got plumper pigments. So it puffs up the pigment a little bit, the yarn a little bit. So the yarn feels stiffer and harder to work with. But it's all to do with the yarn dye. Right. So, but 
if it's slightly different, would that affect yeah, it my does. project I a mean, lot? It affects your project if you want complete uniformity. But if you're if you're cool with having like a little bit of a different thickness in your yarn or a different colour change, then it's really up to you. So what so so is there anything wrong if I use like different yarn weight slash thickness for like you, one single project? You can't you can't deliberately mix a say category three and category five unless that's the look you're going for. Unless you want that puffy, irregular, inconsistent look, which can also be very artistic. Mm-hmm. But in general, you want to keep to the same yarn weight for one project preferably from the same company from the same brand uh, brand and from the same fiber content so okay. that firstly you it washes better you know how to care for it it flows better it doesn't look like a sharp start and stop section in your crochet work right right so like if i start off with a uh, 100% cotton from from this yarn yeah you don't want to change to a cotton 50%, acrylic blend yeah right after that because okay. acrylic washes differently so if you want to say hand wash a, a dress that you've crocheted with cotton and then finished with cotton acrylic, the cotton acrylic section might actually shrink. Oh, and then your and the whole rest of your project work doesn't would, would just kind of be lopsided. After yes, that. correct. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that would suck. Yeah. So that's really all the different things you need to take note of when it comes to yarn. But yeah, I think we've covered almost everything. Very Question. heavy, huh? Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite? type of yarn to oh, use? Oh, cotton, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt, yeah, wow, that was fast. It, it, uh, cotton, I love cotton. I think especially mercerized cotton, which is cotton that's been super washed or like sometimes it's labeled as super washed cotton or washed cotton. That's the way it's being processed? Uh, yeah, it's being, it's it's um gone through an extra le- layer of washing to get it extra soft. Mm. Because cotton is actually very, very thick. So if you get raw cotton, unprocessed cotton, it's very thick and very stiff. I mean, and crocheting with it can cause rope burns on your hand. We were just talking about how cotton was not the easiest to use, but yet it's your favourite. It is my favourite because I think I've worked with it so much that I've gotten used to it. Mm. I like the way it feels. I like the end product given the way I hold my yarn and given my tension, which is kind of tighter. It produces a really nice, sturdy piece of fabric and you know our tagline is modern crochet, right? Yeah. That we like to make things modern. And I feel like loose, holy stuff is not so modern looking anymore. At mm. least that's my personal opinion. So I love I love working with cotton. Not just for this for the the public who views our work, but also for me because I think that mm. I like to use like non animal based products. Yeah, yeah. I I personally feel that cotton projects, right, after it's done, that look and the feel of it. It's more it, sophisticated, it's more, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I agree with a, that. You know, more classy look. And... But it's definitely very difficult to work with. Yeah. Especially if you are a beginner crocheter or like um, even at an advanced beginner level, I think working with cotton or pure cotton, especially mercerized cotton, even though it's softer and nicer, is very difficult. Because mercerized cotton, it being washed one extra time, it being extra soft mm-hmm. would split apart so easily. And once one strand comes undone, it's so difficult to twist it back into the, the strand, into the, the, the weight of the, yeah. the yarn. Yeah. So that's the only downside about working with yeah. cotton. So does practice make it makes it easier? Definitely or? practice makes perfect. Not perfect, but close to perfect. <laughs> I think if you wanna if I have to give any sort of advice about working with cotton, it's just to be patient and to start off with non washed cotton. Because it's thicker, it's easier to handle. You use a thicker hook, a larger hook size, I mean. Mm. Um, it's lesser chance of catching on the yarn. Mm. So you can practice with that. And also thick unwashed cotton gives a really good sturdy fabric at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's functional for you to test and work with. And as you get more comfortable, you can move down in size to a much smaller, maybe like a, like a super wash cotton with a 3mm crochet mm, hook. Like maybe? a thinner, thinner like cotton. A thinner yeah. One, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's for that's our episode today. Very information heavy. I hope that you learn a little bit of something from this. Um, how do you feel? <laughs> Have I? Is your brain fried? Because I know it's very early in the morning right now that we're recording this podcast. A little bit, but definitely I learned a lot about you know just yarn in general and why I'm using certain types of yarn and why like you project. struggle with certain projects also, right? Yeah. Actually, this is the the 
the part that I love. I really, really enjoy looking and reading into it. And it's my dream to one day own a yarn factory. So this is like right up my alley. I like really geek, geek out. With. Yeah, you are. And I'm so excited and also very nervous for this episode actually because it's so information heavy. And I knew I have like... um. A, a huge glass of water beside me because I knew I knew I'm going to be talking a lot in this episode. Yeah, but to be honest, I wouldn't go online to like do to the do research this, yeah, that's for right. myself because when I tried to you know to prep myself for this episode, yeah, the information out there is so overwhelming yes, and there's just is. so many things like you probably only covered like the a basics bit, yeah. of it and I do feel better that I have someone to like, tell least, me or explain things to me. I, I mean, Yeah, me. I think at least this episode, it, it sort of condenses all the information yeah. into one nice little pretty bow for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. To refer back if you need. Definitely, this is based on my research and what I, I have discovered um, over the years of doing this. Uh, don't quote me on anything. I think I'm mostly correct, but there could be some things that I'm wrong because, you know, people are perfecting the way they, they make yarn. Yeah. In two or three years' time, my information could be entirely, you know, irrelevant already. Yeah. Who knows, right? Maybe we'll do a part two in, the, <laughs> in three years' time. Hopefully by then, I own a yarn factory. <laughs> so, I hope you found this useful. Again, if you have any questions, actually, you may, you should contact us on... Instagram should we get them to find us on Instagram yeah. you can find us on Instagram or Facebook our handle is at Crooked Crochet SG or our website which is www.crookedcrochet.com go under yarn and tools and look at our skein yeah because a skein is also called a twisted hang it's it's and the thing is nobody agrees anymore also mm. with an, all this so if you have opposing opinions or strong opinions we would love for you to start a conversation with us because I will geek out with you talking about yarn yeah definitely we welcome different opinions yeah start a conversation with us okay so we'll see you in our next episode where we talk about where to buy yarn yeah you know, I think people are yeah. super excited about this one she's totally gonna geek out again I will I totally will this episode has gone on a lot longer than we wanted it to but you know I can't help it when it's talking about yarn yeah okay okay so we'll see you on our next episode uh, probably next weekend and um, follow us on Instagram bye bye